William Nevins, Part 6. Are you happy because you are religious? Today's reading comes from the posthumous book, Practical Thoughts, by William Nevins. Near the end of his life, he was compelled to write because his health left him unable to preach. Had this crisis not happened, we probably would not have known anything he said. As it is, God ensured that he would still speak words of pastoral wisdom to us today. Here, he asks us to consider if our Christian faith, he uses the word religion, is the source of our happiness. As I read it, I was reminded of things that John Piper would write in his book, Desiring God, a century and a half later. Nevins writes insightfully, A person may acknowledge God and have joy, and yet not have joy in God. The reading, number 39, Do You Enjoy Religion? I do not ask you if you possess religion, but do you enjoy it? Does it make you happy? The question is not whether being a religious person you are also happy, but is it your religion which makes you happy? Are you happy because you are religious? A person may acknowledge God and have joy and yet not have joy in God. Perhaps you will say it helps to make you happy. That is, religion and certain other things together make you happy. But this answer is not satisfactory. Religion must more than help to make you happy. If it only helps, it does no more than many other things. They help. In that case, religion might be needful to happiness, even as money is reckoned by many to be, but it could not be pronounced to be the one thing needful. Religion should make you happy without the need of anything else. You should enjoy it, even if you had nothing else to enjoy. Habakkuk says, Although the fig tree shall not blossom, nor shall fruit be in the vine, the labor of the olive shall fail, and the fields yield no food. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. He regarded religion as able by itself to make him happy. And are we not commanded to be happy in religion alone, to rejoice in the Lord, and that evermore? Should we be commanded to be happy in it, if it needed something else to make us happy? Religion is both exactly adapted and entirely adequate to make its subjects happy. It supplies the soul with a portion. And what does the soul need to make it happy but a suitable and sufficient portion? This the religious man has. The Lord is his portion. Is not that a portion to make him happy? Is it not good enough and large enough? If the world can make one happy, as some suppose, cannot much more the maker of all worlds and the owner of the universe? This portion is infinite, so that it can never be exhausted, and it is eternal, so that it can never fail. And while religion gives us a portion, what a protector, what a provider, what a comforter it affords us, the best of fathers and the friend that is more constant than a brother. Then, what present good it yields, and what promises it makes of greater good to come? What a prospect it holds out. Oh, what hopes it inspires. The Christian has all these to rejoice in. Christ Jesus, the exceeding great and precious promises, the first fruits of the Spirit, and the hope of glory. Can anyone say what is lacking in religion to make one happy? Religion has made many happy. Peter, in his first epistle, within the space of only three verses, speaks of Christians as not only rejoicing, but rejoicing greatly, yes, with joy unspeakable and full of glory. He speaks of it not as a duty or as a privilege, but as a fact. They did so. And what they so rejoiced in was Jesus Christ and the prospect 
of the incorruptible inheritance, both which Christians have the same reason to rejoice in now. Now, if religion made these people happy, why shouldn't make us happy as well? Why should one enjoy it and the other not, if both possess it? It was intended to make all of its subjects happy, very happy. I ask then, does it make you happy? Do you enjoy religion? Now do not evade the question, what is to become of us if religion does not make us happy? If we do not enjoy it here, how should we enjoy it hereafter? Barely to possess it hereafter would not satisfy, even if such a thing could be. How can a religion which does not make us happy on earth make us happy in heaven? The religion of heaven is the same in kind with that of earth. The only difference is in degree. The religion of earth is received from heaven. It must be of the same nature with it. Besides, if our religion does not make us happy, how do we do our duty? We are commanded to rejoice. It is a part of practical Christianity to be happy. It is obedience to a precept. It belongs to the character of the doer of the word. Moreover, how are we to have satisfactory evidence that we possess true religion if we have not joy in it? Suppose we had not love, would we be Christians then? No, certainly, for without charity a man is nothing. But why can we not be Christians without love? Because it is the fruit of the Spirit. And is not joy also the fruit of the Spirit? If love is the first named of the nine, joy is the second. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, etc. And these are not said to be the fruits of the Spirit. It is not the plural form that is used. They are not distinct productions. They are all one cluster, the fruit of the Spirit. Now, if we do not have love, we conclude that we have not the Spirit. Why should we not conclude the same if we do not have joy? I know it may be said that there are many things to interfere with Christian joy, but while these may and do diminish it and interrupt it, they do not therefore annihilate it. There was much to interfere in the case of those to whom Peter wrote. They were in heaviness through manifold temptations. Nevertheless, they rejoiced greatly. You see now why I ask you if you enjoy religion. You perceive that it is no insignificant question. Many profess to have religion, but are conscious that they do not enjoy it. They hope they are religious, but know they are not happy. They trust that God is their portion, but they have no joy in him. Indeed, some are astonished that we should speak of religion as a thing to be enjoyed. They regard it, rather, as a thing to be endured, as a sort of penance, a system of privation. And insofar as it is not suffering, it is toil, something composed of penance and task. When they take to themselves anything of a religious nature, they feel that they must. A sort of dire necessity constrains them. Such a religion may prepare a person for hell, but how it is to qualify him for heaven, I do not see. And a religion which does not qualify a person for heaven certainly does not answer the purpose. Many persons lament that their religion does not make them happy, and they wonder why it is. I suspect it is because they depend no more upon it to make them happy. They look for enjoyment too much to other sources. Perhaps, however, the reason they have so little enjoyment in religion is that they have so little religion to enjoy. Now those who appear to have so little should seriously inquire if they have any. But some say religion sometimes makes me happy. But why only sometimes? Why not always? The command is rejoice in the Lord always. And the same reason exists for being happy in religion at all times as at any time. If you rejoice in the world, no wonder if your joy is often interrupted. 
But if God is your God and he is evermore the same, why should you not rejoice in him evermore? But does not the Lord sometimes call to sorrow? True, but even then he does not call from joy. Joy and sorrow are perfectly compatible. Were they not coincident in the experience of Paul, who wrote, as sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, he says, if there exists causes of sorrow which operate, that does not annihilate the causes of joy. They should operate too. If you seem to have nothing else to rejoice in, yet there are your sorrows, rejoice in them. Well may you, if they work for you, a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Did not Paul glory in tribulations also? Let not the reader rest satisfied until he enjoys religion. How are we to die by a religion which we do not enjoy? What can one enjoy when the world is receding if he cannot enjoy God? The End of William Nevins, Part 6 Are You Happy Because You Are Religious?